the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Breezy. Holy smokes. Breezy. Breezy. About, last night, Good. I was afraid for our safety and welfare, weren't you? Yes. Holy moly. I mean, we've got some big evergreens in front of the house. I always worry that they're going to go flying oh, yeah. through the air and crush my neighbor's house. Right. But anyway, listen, I can't believe they could play the football game. I was very impressed. Me too. To throw the ball accurately. Impressed, yes. Right? Yeah. Anyway, uh, thanks for being along for the Monday ride home. Kath, as we always do, let's start off today by giving us the top four at four. All right, John, for Monday, November 16th, 2020, number one. As COVID-19 cases seemingly spike everywhere, and I mean everywhere, there is some good news peeking through. After hearing from Pfizer and BioNTech last week that their vaccine is more than 90% effective in clinical trial, today we hear that Moderna Inc.'s experimental vaccine is 94.5% effective at protecting people from the coronavirus. Though preliminary, the early results for the two vaccines suggest that researchers can develop effective COVID-19 shots. Wouldn't that be incredible, incredible news for a suffering world? Take a bath in it. Oh, gosh. Number two. In a game I expected to be competitive, the Steelers made it anything but in their trouncing of the Cincy Bengals yesterday, 36 to 10. Big Ben threw a touchdown to Deontay Johnson and another to Juju Smith-Schuster and two to Chase Claypool. Chris Boswell kicked three field goals. Their weather was bad, and that's all she wrote. Very nice. Halftime, you figured, I'm done. You turned the game off almost. Not that I did. Of course, I certainly hope not. No. Number three. At the first autumnal Masters anyone has ever seen, Dustin Johnson earned his first green jacket and second major yesterday with the lowest overall score ever at Augusta. 20 under 268. It was weird to see no azaleas or fans, but man, it was still so good to spend the afternoon watching great golf at the tradition that is the Masters. Yeah, I mean, what about Augusta? Has it gotten really super easy or has the level of playing just got so much better? Oh my gosh, we'll talk about that later. At number four, we're sports heavy today. The NCAA announced it plans to hold the entirety of 2021's March Madness in one geographic location to mitigate the risks of COVID-19 and is in talks with Indianapolis to be that host city. Early round games had previously been scheduled at 13 predetermined sites across the country, John, and that is your top four. Very nice. Okay, so a lot of bubble news, right? I mean, if sports are operating in the bubble, apparently the virus is exploding across the country. But uh, hold on to your hats, right? And uh, put your mask on and stay at home. Yeah. Okay, but guess what? I got a bonus. Oh. You mean it's so almost it's... like I it's almost like I had a top five at four. But okay. then Mike would have to come up with like different music and everything. No, no, it's, it's just too much. Keep it simple. Um, it's National Fast Food Day. 
Is it though? Mm-hmm. Well, plenty, plenty of places you can celebrate. A free scoop of ice cream at Baskin Robbins, really? a free Whopper at Burger King, just what? to name a few. John, Mike, hmm. and many of the deals can be claimed by simply signing up for a mailing list or downloading an app for National Fast Food Day. Will you celebrate? No, I will not celebrate. However, I was at Chick Fil A on Friday evening. Oh, well, so it's kind of like an early celebration. Yeah, it felt good. I've been at Chick-fil-A a lot over the uh, pandemic. Have you? See, I haven't been there once. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I think I'm on a first-name basis, which I'm sad to say. But it sure what tastes did, good. What did, you, what did you choose to eat? Well, uh, I tend to get uh, I vacillate between three things. The Southwest salad, mm-hmm. the 12-piece chicken nugget meal, mm-hmm. or the spicy um, chicken sandwich meal mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. a lemonade and, of course, the ever popular waffle fries. Gosh, which is so yeah. delicious. They Mike, really... will you celebrate National Fast Food Day? When what will I celebrate it with? Or no, what will you celebrate National Fast Food Day? I uh this is this is horrible for me to say, but I pretty much celebrate it every day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well so every day. Then get, at least get the coupon and save some money, right? <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah, save some cash. Mm-hmm. All right. So, Kath, I'm assisting. I'm assuming that you yourself are not celebrating national. You know, fast food. I'm not a fast food fan. Really, you don't like a Whopper? I love a Whopper, yeah. but you know, I, mm. I, for health reasons, I'm trying to resist that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I never used to pay attention to that until I got the health results for my eye vitality. Right, Uh-oh, that's kicking into gear. I don't oh, like that. All of a sudden, the Whopper doesn't sound as good, does it? Oh, I'm going to get on the bike and do a little something here. Something's going uh, to happen. Yeah. I don't know. How about the idea, like, you know, people, you know, taking pills, uh, cholesterol, high blood pressure, all that thing. I've never done any of that. Mm-hmm. Now I kind of got my bloods back and I'm thinking, I'm borderline. I better be taking a pill or two. That might well, help maybe, me a little. Maybe you should take a pill. Of course, you might not have <laughs> just, to the pill if you make one less stop at Burger King. No, or they didn't know my name over at Chick-fil-A. Yeah, right. I mean, Up whatever. Yeah, whatever. You determine that on your own. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, should we take a break and go to Washington, D.C.? Yes. All right. Very nice. As we do every Monday, we start our week off by going to the White House, where Greg Clugston, the SRN News White House correspondent, will join us, giving us an update on the president and the goings on in and around the nation's capital. That's straight ahead. The Ride Home with John and Kathy on Word FM. 101.5 WORD. Gather around because it is present time. It's that gift-giving time of the year, and we're giving one that will keep on giving all year long. We could be paying your rent or mortgage for all of next year if you're the winner of the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Sweepstakes. You want to come up with an early Christmas present? You can even enter once a day to increase your opportunities to win. See rules and conditions for details. Enter the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Sweepstakes brought to you by Trinity Jewelers. Go to Word fm.com slash contest so i was at the beach recently with family when this guy with a metal detector nearby hits treasure his detector is beeping he drops it and starts digging and my four-year-old nephew loses his mind and has to go see the jewels that are about to be uncovered so i walk over there with him admittedly a little excited myself just in time to see that the incredible discovery is an old rusty zipper Hey, it's Ryan, and while I'm unfortunately not a treasure hunter, our Faith and Family Mortgage Team has gotten really good at helping Word FM listeners uncover and cash out their own actual treasure. Home values have gone up significantly the last few years, leaving many families with the ability to cash out the equity buried in their home to use for life, like some home updates or paying off credit card debt or getting yourself a really nice metal detector to search for rusty zippers. We 
our United Faith Mortgage. We pay your appraisal fees up to $500. That's out-of-pocket money. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. You cast your ballot, got your sticker, and the results are in. The 2020 election is finally behind us. Now what? Time to figure out what the results could mean for you and your retirement. The stock market will always be unpredictable, and low tax rates aren't guaranteed to last forever. So if retirement is on your horizon, now is the time to review your financial strategy. To get started, Kurt Kanodik from Accurate Solutions Group has a free guide that can help you determine if the presidential election results will impact your retirement plans. To get this free guide, call or text results to 412-515-0005. That's results to 412-515-0005. Think long-term, not four-year presidential term. Start planning your retirement today. Get your free guide from Kurt Kenotic from Accurate Solutions Group to learn what you may want to consider now that the election is behind us. Call or text results to 412-515-0005. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Spending more time inside? J&D Waterproofing can help you breathe a little easier. Protect your family, friends, and pets from mold, dampness, and other unhealthy elements. For over 80 years, J&D has been making Pittsburgh basements very dry and improving indoor air quality with solutions like the Easy Breathe System. Eliminate unhealthy mold and allergy-causing moisture without filters or reservoirs while using less energy than a 40-watt light bulb. Call one 800 very dry or visit jdwaterproofing.com the nation's capital is a hotbed of controversy and emotion greg cluxton joins us every monday the first guest of the week greg cluxton is the srn news white house correspondent greg always a pleasure you've got a front row seat to uh, what's going on things are very interesting there aren't they they are, John. Hi, hi, Kathy. It's uh, good to be here. And yes, lots Thank to you. talk about as always. Yeah, how about that? Okay, so despite being uh, turned back by more than one judge, the president has not conceded the uh, race yet. Tell us the perspective of the White House at this point. You know, it's interesting. You know, just a few weeks ago, we were doing the countdown to the election, right, right. Kathy? I mean, we're three weeks away, two weeks away, and then the final countdown. And now here we are 13 days from the election. Uh, it's behind us now, and yet it's not resolved, at least in the mind of the president, or at least uh, his public posture on on the stance that he and his campaign are taking. Because yes, these legal challenges continue almost two weeks after the election, and uh, really, uh, he, the president, and his legal team, and uh, the advisors that are behind him on this uh, this strategy, really believe that uh, you know that recounts and looking at fraud and the counting and the tabulating of ballots and, and all the rest is going to be what it takes to, you know, flip a number of these states. Um, it's been, it's become increasingly more difficult, however, for the Trump campaign since we talked this time last week, because uh, you've had a couple of more states, um, you know, go into the different columns, both for Biden and for Trump. However, uh, the ones you know, that went for Biden, we're putting him well above now 300 electoral college votes. And so, uh, you know, the margin of what the Trump team is looking at in terms of disputed ballots versus the number of votes that they have to overcome to turn the outcome around uh, seems to be a very daunting task right now. Right. Okay. So, I mean, Despite what the president's saying and a, a very small circle of advisors, it, it looks like the odds of the president overturning any of the states are basically slim to none. 
Yeah, the, the legal team has uh, already um, had some of its cases and arguments rejected by various judges in various states, including in Pennsylvania. And uh, the president's team today, the campaign, was uh, disputing a Washington Post story uh, that came out last night, and others were following up on it today that said that the Trump campaign was was abandoning its claim that in Pennsylvania some, you know, seven or 800,000 ballots um, possibly uh, were either counted incorrectly or not counted uh, properly in, from, the, uh, from the president's perspective. Uh, but the, the story went that the, uh, the campaign had moved away from that legal argument. The campaign today said that's not true, that they did restructure their legal challenge uh, and resubmitted a claim in court, but that uh, those, those ballots are still at the heart of, of the legal challenge. But you're right, John. Um, it's, it, it's a very narrow path now for the president to turn around the results from any one of these states, Arizona, Georgia, uh, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, let alone all of them, which really the president needs to do. Right. Okay. So, Greg, so you said a little earlier that at least the public posture is this route. Now, are you saying that perhaps the president, uh, uh, to his intimates, has a different perspective, and this is just, you know, a a path that he's just showing for us, you know, regular citizens? Uh, Yeah, I I would say it's a little bit of yes and no on that, John. I think we have gotten a glimpse uh, from the reporting of some some good journalists and, and news organizations that have talked to, if not inner circle people, but people um, that do have conversations or are familiar with conversations that the president has, um, and his mood here in these last 13 days since the election, um, saying that he has been told by a handful of close advisors uh, that the path is very difficult uh, for overturning, you know, for turning the, uh, having the outcome turned around. Um, and so that the president is aware of that and has come closer to accepting that privately. But again, we see the campaign emails, we see the tweets, uh, the, the social media posts where the president continues to say, we will win, we won already, the election is rigged, and pointing to fraud and the fake news media. So we do see this dichotomy of his public posture and probably in a quiet moment inside the Oval Office or in the residence, an acknowledgement that uh, it's closing in. Mm, Okay. Uh, Greg, now, with every single thing that happens in a presidential administration, um, there has to be attention given to how it's expressed to the public. And this is no different. In fact, this is probably really pivotal. I mean, do you think there's a team inside the White House already deciding how to craft this message as the president would address the American people? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, It's hard to know because the president has really – Donald Trump, during his presidency, has played – uh, it relied so much on his sort of gut instinct on a lot of different subject matters and a lot of different instances. And I, I just wonder if, uh, if that is the case again here. Even, you know, he's, he's, he, has a long, um, uh, he has a long history of litigation, you know, in his, in his private company, uh, his family-owned company. And so what, what the Trump campaign is doing here in terms of legal challenges sort of follows that pattern. So um, the president may be just kind of going on instinct here and what he uh, what he is familiar with, whether or not uh, there are others who are, you know, crafting a, a potential message. My guess is that, that the answer is yes, to some extent that, you know, 
uh, speechwriters and others um, who haven't been super busy lately because the president has not had very many public appearances, uh, let alone public remarks. Um, maybe they have some thoughts and ideas that uh, are, are kicking around that, they, that, that maybe they already had in place leading up to Election Day just for, you know, for being prudent to have you know, maybe a victory speech ready as well as a concession speech ready. Greg Clugston's with us, SRN News White House correspondent. So, Greg, let's talk about the transition. Of course, a historical. We've been, you know, talked about that, uh, the, the natural flow from one administration to another. That is not taking place yet, is it? No, it's not, although Joe Biden and his team are, are moving forward um, as best as they can, as they see fit, uh, in terms of making announcements um, regarding, you know, future staff picks, including Ron Klain, who is a longtime advisor to Joe Biden, um, has extensive White House experience with two uh, former administrations to be the the Biden White House chief of staff. And today, for example, this afternoon, um, uh, Biden and Kamala Harris got together with uh, labor union leaders and business leaders to talk about ways to address um, not only COVID-19 and the, and the current pandemic, but then relatedly how to, uh, to jumpstart the economy even more than it already has during this pandemic. So they're going through the paces the best they can, but what the Biden uh, folks are not receiving uh, is cooperation from the, uh, from the current Trump administration in terms of intelligence briefings, on security, national security matters, and also uh, even talking with, like, for example, the uh, the White House Coronavirus Task Force and other health officials within the administration in the in the United States government to talk about COVID strategy, so that there's a there's a smooth transition and a good handoff uh, from one from one administration to the next. So that cooperation is not there, and that's been very frustrating for the Biden team. Greg Cluxton with us, SRN News White House correspondent. Uh, Greg, speaking of COVID-19, really great news today um, from Moderna. Talk to us about it. Yeah, so for the second time in, in a couple of weeks, we have you know a, ma- a manufacturer of a uh, trial vaccine uh, that is saying that the effective rate uh, of its of, of the vaccine is north of 90%, and it was 95% was the announcement from Moderna about its vaccine. We had Pfizer saying 90% here a week or so ago, and so um, those those offer obviously a lot of promise. Uh, we're still looking at um, at a timetable that it's going to be several months before the general, you know, at a minimum before the general public um, would see widespread distribution. But obviously, these are encouraging steps, and uh, we're seeing some scientific and medical breakthroughs. Hey, it's interesting, you know, you had Joe Biden and Donald Trump both tweeting about welcoming that news this morning, um, and the president was uh, also trying to take a little credit for saying that uh, these breakthroughs are taking place on his watch, wanting to remind people that uh, his Operation Warp Speed plan of, you know, helping accelerate approval processes and working with private uh, scientists uh, in a cooperation with government scientists is paying off. Yeah. Good. All right. Well, look, uh, we'll take good news where we can find it, right? And along with that good news with the uh, the, uh, the new drug trials and the 95% efficiency of the stock market has also followed along. It's crushing it today in a big way, isn't it? Yeah, I think um, I think the Dow maybe hit uh, was it a record high today or near a record high? I mean, it was it closed up 
nearly 500 points, just under 30,000. And the NASDAQ was ahead uh, by, and the S&P, you know, so the major indexes were were up solidly. And we have, we saw a similar reaction after the Pfizer announcement recently for its Mm -hmm. vaccine. So obviously investors uh, and those trading stocks are uh, taking that as a hopeful sign as well. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll take that as good news also. Okay, so uh, in spite of the fact that we've got good news on the horizon, the day-to-day stuff right now as far as the coronavirus is really, really challenging. Um, so different states are taking different tax as far as uh, additional restrictions. Uh, talk about the White House perspective on this, Greg. Yeah, the White House perspective is is interesting because you had the president make remarks last Friday um, afternoon in the Rose Garden, something uh, he's not really been doing much of um, Ever since the election, he's, you know, he's gone golfing on, on the two weekends uh, in just kind of a private capacity. Um, and he's, you know, he made a couple of statements the week of the election, but then he uh, gave an update on COVID-19 and what his administration is doing and, and, and really saying that there's been a lot of progress, um, but not talking specifically as much about the day-to-day numbers and the rise in cases and hospitalizations that we are seeing all across the country in all regions of the country and what you're now seeing are republican and democratic governors in states taking uh, much more drastic steps in terms of <laughs> issuing new restrictions in terms of behavior and uh, the sizes of gatherings that are going to be allowed and um, you had you had scott atlas who is, is one of the hand-picked coronavirus uh, advisors that the president uh, has latched onto here over these last few months um, who is saying who is saying that the Michigan governor restrictions that were announced uh, yesterday evening um, should uh, should should be a cause of concern, meaning that um, the idea of having more restrictions, closing high schools and going back to remote learning for high school students as well as colleges and universities in Michigan, uh, you had Scott Atlas at the White House essentially saying that residents there should rise up against those orders by the governor. So it's kind of a mixed message coming from the White House, to be honest. We're talking with Greg Clugston, who is the SRN News White House correspondent. Greg, uh, there's some news about United States troop withdrawals today. This is interesting and um, fraught with good and bad news at the same time. Tell us this. Yeah, we're waiting for um, an official announcement, although we have some officials at the Pentagon who have uh, disclosed what the plans are by the Trump administration. Um, And this is something that's been long planned and and hoped for by President Trump. It goes back to some of his promises during the 2016 campaign about ending U.S. and military involvement overseas at the sort of levels uh, that he inherited four years ago. And so the idea is that uh, between now and just before the inauguration in mid-January, that you would see um, hundreds of troops come home from both Iraq and Afghanistan. So essentially what, um, what the Trump administration is wanting to do is, is, by, is cutting the number of troops uh, in Afghanistan almost in half and about having another 500 troops come home from Iraq. So this has been a real push by the Trump administration and specifically by the president. There has been some resistance by military and Pentagon officials who say that if you do just a complete withdrawal in each of those locations, you could create a dangerous vacuum there. Um, But obviously, this is something the president would like to see before uh, the, the inauguration on January 20th. Greg, before you leave us, it wouldn't be right if we didn't return to more mundane matters. And so I tell you that it's National Fast Food Day. And my Mm. question is, will you be celebrating? 
Wow, I wished I had known that earlier today. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I could have celebrated, you know, each meal of the day had I known that. Mm, you could have. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I might have to. I might have to make up for it this evening. That, that's a great no, idea. Um, no wait, Greg. So I, I envision you at the White House. I would imagine there's like you know you standing in line at the buffet every day. You're telling me that's not true. <laughs> I, I only wish reporters had access to a White House buffet. We have, we've got some excellent vending machines in the break room, let me tell you. Uh, potato chips for only $1.65 a bag. That's, oh, uh, that's, that's a bargain. bargain. What a bargain. Is that tax-free? <laughs> God bless you, Greg. Well, get a Whopper on the way home, would you please? Thank you for the idea. That sounds really good. Always a pleasure, Greg. Greg Clugston, SRN News White House correspondent, where he reports weekly for us. We're always grateful for Greg's presence. Let us take a, a quick break and come back. Hey, um, Melissa McCartney is in the news for some strange reason. And uh, Pure Flix also as well. Stick around for that. Hey, are you guys open? Yeah, yeah, we are. Come on in. As businesses reopen across the nation, is your business prepared for what comes next? Salem Surround can help. COVID-19 brought America's thriving economy to a screeching halt. But now, local businesses are getting back to normal. Are you ready for the return to business and all that pent-up consumer demand? Contact Salem Surround. Learn more by logging on to surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. We're all thinking a lot more about staying safe these days. Windows R Us Pittsburgh is no different. When it comes to working around your home, Windows R Us remains committed to the safety of you and your family. For roofs, gutters, and downspouts, siding, and of course, windows, Windows R Us Pittsburgh can answer the call. With over 50 years of home remodeling experience, Windows R Us has earned its reputation as the area's premier exterior replacement company. And all work will be done in strict compliance with the government's social distancing guidelines. If you've had damage, you may be eligible for a free repair or replacement. Visit windowsarouspittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of the highly trained appraisers. You'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. From a company that will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty. Why pay double? Trust the area's premier exterior replacement company, windowsrspittsburgh.com. That's windowsrspittsburgh.com. At Eden Christian Academy, hope is rising. Hope that is secure in God, that builds faith, and inspires a love that can't be stopped. Eden is where parents find hope in a true educational partner, where students see faith woven into every subject, and where teachers model the love of Christ to every child from pre-K through 12th grade. Schedule a personal tour at any of their three North Hills campuses and witness the hope, faith, and love that Eden can offer your child at EdenChristianAcademy.org. Lately, we're doing a lot more at home, which means we're doing a lot less driving. With pay-per-mile car insurance from Allstate, you only pay for the miles you drive. Drive less, save 50% with Allstate. You've never been in better hands. Visit Allstate.com. Or call an agent for a quote today. Pricing varies based on how you buy driving behaviors and includes a daily rate. Not applicable in California. Based on annual premium paid by Allstate Standard Auto customers versus Allstate Paper Mile customers who drive an average of 4,000 miles a year. Savings vary subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and its affiliates. Copyright 2020 Allstate Insurance Company. When questions find you, Merrill Edge Self-Directed Investing has personalized tools and insights to help you find answers. Get started at MerrillEdge.com slash within reach. Merrill Lynch, Pierce, Fenner, and Smith Incorporated. Registered broker-dealer, member SIPC. 
everywhere on your radio at 101.5 WORD-FM, Pittsburgh, at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and at radio.com. Tonight will be partly cloudy. We'll see a couple of snow showers late tonight. Expect a low of 35. Tomorrow we'll have intervals of clouds and sunshine with a snow shower. It will be breezy with a high of 40. Tomorrow night, mostly cloudy skies with a low of 27. Wednesday will be breezy and cold with some clouds, then sunshine. Wednesday's high 40. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Who's most at risk for coronavirus? People over 65, people with underlying medical conditions like heart disease, chronic lung disease, asthma, diabetes, people undergoing cancer treatment, and people with weakened immune systems. What should you do if you or a loved one is at higher risk? Avoid close contact with people. Avoid crowds. Stay home if you can. Wash your hands frequently. Learn more ways to protect yourself and others at coronavirus.gov. The actress Melissa McCarthy, who I think is really talented, uh, is appearing in a a new film. It's an HBO-produced film called Superintelligence. And along with this, uh, HBO uh, is giving $20,000 to different nonprofits for World Kindness Day, Mm -hmm. which you may remember was last Friday. Now, as they gave this money to the different nonprofits, one of the nonprofits uh, was um, asked to give the money back, an organization called Exodus Cry which describes itself online as committed to abolishing sex trafficking and breaking the cycle of commercial sexual exploitation while assisting and empowering its victims by means of uprooting the underlying causes in our culture. They were asked to give the money back because apparently uh, they are a Christian organization and um, they do not approve of abortion or of gay rights. And so Melissa okay, McCarthy. But, but keep in mind, the, the reason they gave money to them had nothing to do with abortion or gay rights. Right. Right. Yes. Um, apparently. Um, Isn't that ridiculous? Yeah. Well, here's the weird thing. The organization That's themselves, weird. after they're after they're called out, now they wiggle too because they say, uh, the guy who runs the organization is uh, Christopher Knowlton. Uh, the organization speaking for the founder says Knowlton's personal views on LGBTQ issues have changed and evolved, and his take on abortion is not that of the organization. Okay, so, that, so the organization, no, what, what now the organization thinks that it's okay, it, it's not okay to, to traffic girls, but it's okay to kill them in the womb? Right. So nobody has a spine in this. Get out of here. Right. Because, oh, dare we take a stand on anything? Oh, my gosh. Doesn't that make you physically sick? Yes. Good grief. Okay. Also, uh, if you're a fan of Pure Flix, the uh, Christian video streaming service, you should know that Sony Pictures has acquired Pure Flix as part of their platform. And uh, apparently from the uh, insiders of the entertainment industry, it's a good move that uh, Pure Flix will continue on in their stated mission. They'll just have deeper resources to do so. Okay. So that's good news. All right. Mm -hmm. So you tried to get me out of my slump. I was so mad at the first story, you decided to like cover it over well, so yeah. that I wasn't too upset. <laughs> I mean, because anything to do with Hollywood, you know. Good night. Right? There's this litmus test of. Like all of a sudden, like you're allowed to believe some things and now you're not allowed to no, believe No, no, please things. don't. I mean, I'm, all of a sudden, I say that it's been like the last decade. Yeah, it's not like gonna... I just woke up to it, but it's just, you know, it's 
So counterproductive on National Kindness Day. National Kindness well, Day. Well, it was also Friday the 13th, so there's always well, two you, sides you, of the coin. You warned me last week that the, the, the you know, conflagration of those two was going to mean trouble. See, and this is just the tip of the iceberg, mm-hmm. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be nice to have uh, communities and circles of hope, Kath? I feel like I've got a community and a circle of hope. Excellent. I feel like I myself as well. Yeah. We're uh, in the it's... same one, so it's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness. Seriously, I need you. I need you in my community of circles of hope. We'll take a break and talk about that in just a few minutes. Stick around. It's the Ride Home with John and Kathy. We're on the dial at 101.5 Word FM. W-O-R-D. Gather around because it is present time. It's that gift-giving time of the year, and we're giving one that will keep on giving all year long. We could be paying your rent or mortgage for all of next year if you're the winner of the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Sweepstakes. You want to come up with an early Christmas present? You can even enter once a day to increase your opportunities to win. See rules and conditions for details. Enter the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Sweepstakes brought to you by Trinity Jewelers. Go to wordfm.com slash contest. For those of us who are healthy, it's hard to imagine what it's like to be chronically sick. If you're over 50, you may be fine today, but tomorrow, different story. Chronic illness can literally claim your financial world overnight, and suddenly you're tens of thousands in debt, mailbox overflowing with bills, notifications, warnings, and you think Obamacare will help you sort it out? Good luck getting someone even to talk to. This is Kathy Emmons, and my friends at Marley Financial have a better solution. It's their non-Obamacare pro-life health plan. It gives you the power of a national PPO instantaneously, savings of 30 to 60% off Obamacare for those over 50, no funding for abortion, and always someone to help you. Call 724-884-1496. One client recently in the hospital for 11 days for a bowel obstruction, the hospital billed him over $56,000. Marley Financial's non-Obamacare plan paid the entire claim and put $7,000 in his pocket. There's no other plan like it anywhere, and you can get it now. Call 724-884-1496 or visit MarleyFG.com. At the Original Mattress Factory, we know better than anyone that the mattress industry is full of myths. Mattress companies spread misinformation to mislead customers about their features and prices. One of those myths is that two-sided mattresses are old-fashioned. Today's mattresses don't need to be flipped and rotated, they say. But today's one-sided mattresses just aren't as durable. That's why OMF still hand-builds two-sided mattresses, because it's what's best for our customers. Visit OriginalMattress.com to learn more. We know nothing shows you've had a good night's sleep quite like a serious case of good old bedhead. When you wake up and your hair is sticking up at all angles and you can't quite remember what year it is, that's how you can be sure you got the rest you really needed. The Original Mattress Factory is a proud supporter of bedheads everywhere. Share a picture of your best bedhead on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram with the hashtag OriginalBedhead for the chance to win a $1,000 gift certificate to the Original Mattress Factory. Visit OriginalMattress.com or stop by an Original Mattress Factory location for more information. Seasons of change and uncertainty can be difficult, even scary, but they don't have to control or define you. The counselors of the Grace Wellness Center would consider it a privilege to come alongside and help you replace the fear and frustration with freedom and peace. While office visits are still available throughout the area, Grace Wellness Center also offers online and phone appointments to make counseling convenient and available on your terms, accepting all major insurances at thegracewellnesscenter.com. Where would you be without your friends? 
Seriously. I mean, in these crazy twisted times, and if you know, you're staying home a lot of the time, you're cut off from your family and your friends, man, I mean, I need people in my life now more than ever. I'm so grateful for that. So thankful. And I hope that you are, that you've got those, those communities and those circles. Marlena Graves is back with this. Marlena has been with us multiple times over the years. She's the author. Her brand new book is called The Way Up is Down, Finding Yourself by Forgetting Yourself. Marlena, welcome back to the show. How are you today? I'm doing well. I'm uh, walking over the rice that I'm making for dinner while talking to you. I can do it. (laughs) All right. The joys of working from home. Very nice. That's right. All right. So John and I were talking before you came on the air with us about how John and I have kind of a similar support circle or, you know, a group of friends. And um, I don't Uh know what we, I seriously do not know what we would have done without that group um, since COVID started. The other thing I have to say is that because we do the show every day, John and Mike and I are on Zoom for what, three hours every day. Mm -hmm. And so as Mm -hmm. much as I'm, you know, sequestered into my house, um, I still feel connected to them. Um, is that the mm-hmm. kind of thing that you're seeing with people who are kind of surviving this in a mentally healthy way? Well, you know, I see a lot of people are connected. I'm also, you know, in school and I teach some classes. So, I, you know, I talk to people t- a dozen times a day on, you know, classes. And I actually talk to some of my friends that live across the United States on Zoom. So mm-hmm. that's good. But I see a lot of people... This has been said in Facebook groups, on Twitter, they, um, not just because of the pandemic, because the pandemic is definitely isolating us, even those of us, you know, that had friends local, but the pandemic is um, bringing to the fore how isolated people feel in general, because Mm -hmm. they don't live close to family and friends. Yeah. And um, I mean, you ideally, the church would help with some of that. But I see a lot of uh, Christians that I've talked to uh, that feel very isolated, um, even before the pandemic. So they're glad to have um, social media connection. And, you know, if they didn't have Zoom or on social media, they feel completely alone, especially those of my friends that are single or widowed. Um, But I think there's a lack of local community and contact. I um, I also saw this on a community group in my town. Uh, just a lot of people feel very isolated, uh, even though mm. they live locally. Okay, yeah, and I get that, Marlena. So, so what would that be? I mean, I, I think about this, and I'm sure you do as well, because you've written about it extensively. How do you um, engage community? I mean, uh, on, on my next door app, are you you are you have a next door app in you know on, in your community? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So my next we door do. app. There's a guy out there. I love this guy. And I've never done this, but I think about this every time I see this. I mean, uh, he always says, hey, I'm up at the community center and I'm doing a pickup game of volleyball. Hmm. Uh, Anyone's welcome to come. And I think that guy, I mean, that's a really great thing. So, you know, all I hear about on mine are lost cats. (laughs) 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 But how do you make that? How do you make community from people who are disparate, right? They are disconnected and want to be yep. part of something larger than themselves. Yeah. You know what I, I did um, a few weeks ago. I have next door app, but usually I see like, you know, someone's pet is lost or they're selling right. this or that or garage. I haven't seen anything like you've seen, but um, I, a couple, maybe a month ago on our city Facebook page. Anyways, I said, Hey, 
I am going to start a group um, for people interested in Christianity and culture. Mm. Um, but not just for that. I said, I talked about how one of my neighbors is four, four doors down. She's an elderly lady. I don't know her that well because we've only lived here going to be two years, but I talked to her. I know her name, you know, but I noticed yeah. that she was gone um, and I hadn't seen her. She always would feed the birds and, um, and you know, refill her bird seed in her. <laughs> uh, and I hadn't seen her. I'm like, oh my word, what happened to her? And didn't see her, didn't see her. And then like probably a month and a half ago, I walked by because I go by to take my daughter to school. And I saw some people in her garage. And so I walked up to there and I said, hey, what happened to Mary? Uh, I'm, I'm the neighbor down on the corner, you know, yada, yada. And they're like, well, she fell and she hurt. Um, she fell and no one knew she had fallen because she couldn't reach to, you know, call on the phone. So she was oh. by herself over 24 hours. Mm-hmm. Um and I think it was her daughter that was telling me this. And so she, then she was in a nursing home for several months, and now she's home. Uh, and I was like, okay, you know, and that really just left an impression on me. You know, she's four houses down. I do talk to her and say hi to her whenever, but I haven't gone to the point where I have her phone number. And so I was just, like, struck, and I've, I have written about this before, that people could be going through, you know, what could be a living hell or joy and they, their best joys may be right close to us. And we don't know anything, even though we're physically proximate to them. And I'm not saying that we have to be best friends with our neighbors, but I do think that we have to care for one another. So I put this something along this lines on this Facebook page, uh, you know, maybe a month ago. And I said, you know, Mr. Rogers cared for people, you know, you guys in Pittsburgh will appreciate that, <laughs> you know, let no matter what your political dispositions, let's do what we can uh, to care for our neighbor and, you know, start groups. And I'm just calling it communities of care. And so I had like five or six, um, mostly women, a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, that's so awesome. But mostly women that responded to me, probably because I'm a woman, but um, that said, hey, I'm interested in this. So we met, oh, two weeks ago, and we're meeting this Friday at eight o'clock. And I said very carefully, I'm like, this is going to be a community of care. Like, I know where you live. We care about each other. We'll go through books and we'll talk about things. I don't know where you are, if you're a Christian or not, but, you know, this is the angle I'm coming at and we will respect you, whatever, you know, views you have, political or religious, but we're going to care for one another, know that each other exists and, um, you know, just and serve our community. That was like the thrust of it. And so I got like probably seven people. Oh, it's wonderful. Yeah, but I wanted to do what I, you know, I don't want to just talk about it, but also, and and John responded to a tweet I sent out, I'm like, hey, come live by me, we will care for each other, and I just think our society has just become more fragmented due to Mm -hmm. jobs, right, you relocate, or you have to move and you don't want to because of work, and I mean, I don't know about churches, you know, some people are hurt by the church, some people aren't, but even as Christians, I think we can say, hey, this might be outside of the church, you know, building or a small group, but we can still reach out to our community. So I'm like, hey, come live by me. If you need people to, you know, care for you, we'll do our best. Not that we're all things for all people, but like we know that you exist if you're sick. And for example, when we first moved, uh, you know, the schools are asked us, okay, who's your emergency contact? I'm like, mm, I don't have anybody. Uh, I asked my pastors if I can put them down because they were the only people that I knew a little bit when I moved to a new place. So I just think we have to extend our circles of care to people. And I actually have a friend in um, 
uh, Denver, Colorado, who did this. And lots of people moved out to live by him in his church. So I'm like, why can't we do it too? That's really great, Marlena. And I'm thinking about people listening to the show and saying, okay, well, yeah, but Marlena Graves is an author and she knows stuff. And, you know, I couldn't do that because I don't have that same type of, you know, ability or background. What would you say to that? I, I, I mean, I think loving your neighbor, like Jesus didn't say that only authors can love their neighbors. <laughs> and, and, and more specifically, too, um, what good is it for me to talk about Jesus in the written word if I don't live it, right? You know, like there are people that have the gifts of hospitality, can cook good food. You know, like, um, you know, we, I mean, this is something simple, but like, you know, new people moved in across the street, young couple. And we just, me and my daughters, they drew them pictures and we took them cookies. Like just that, just so we know that, hey, you know, Jeff and Jamie live across the street. And we know the names of the people that live in the house. I don't know too much about them because they just moved here, but, um, and it's the virus. So just little things like that to reach out to people. And I think the way that our, and it's not just the American society, right? I think that African-Americans and Latino people are a little bit more communal. But we're separated from um, people. We're separated from people. And loneliness kills people at a high rate. So, you know, I just want to want us to look out for each other and love one another. And so yeah. that's kind of, you know, my goal. <laughs> yeah. Marlena Graves is with us. She's the author of The Way Up is Down, Finding Yourself by Forgetting Yourself. Marlena, uh, talk to us about your church. Um, are you congregating? Are you meeting on Sundays? Uh, is it uh, is there vitality there? Yeah, my church. Uh, my church is about ten minutes away, and yeah, there's some there's a, some people that are meeting, not very many, uh, because of social distance. You know, there's but most of the people choose to view it online. There's the option to come in person, social distance, but most people are um, choosing to be uh, online just because of the, the pandemic. And there's a wonderful church, definitely. And so the only thing about my church is I'm like the town over. And so I love the church and I, you know, and a small group of people in my church, but I think I also need to, I I think about reaching out to my physical local community and not just, you know, sometimes we can ignore the people that live right around us and just be with the people in our church. And I don't think there's anything wrong to be with people you love and want to be like, but I think there's something to be called to our communities. Yeah. You know, and years ago, uh, I used to live uh, in the city proper and I lived in this neighborhood for a couple of years. And then this n- new couple showed up and, you know, talk about intentionality. Uh, they posted a sign on one of the street corners, like maybe a block from my house that I would, you know, walk by on the way to the grocery store. And and they posted the sign and the sign essentially said, we're going to meet on the street corner Friday at seven o'clock to say hello. If you're interested, Aww. stop by. And you know what, you know it, I mean, it was so cool. It went from a small group all of a sudden, you know, within, I don't know, three months, four months or so, it was like 15, 20 people just kind of hanging out on the street corner, holding a beverage and just, you know, shooting the breeze. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Just something simple like that. You don't have to have skills. I mean, there's people that have so many skills that I don't. I think just general interest and love for other people is you know, will be welcome. Just to say, hey, you know, um, my house, I'm going to go on vacation. Can you watch it? Make sure nothing happens. You know, or my apartment, whatever. Check in yeah, yeah. with me. I mean, people would appreciate that, I think. We need that. Mm-hmm. Marlena, thanks. Thanks for the good word. Um, I hope that people move close to you in the state of Ohio. <laughs> that would 
that'd be great. We'll welcome them. Thank you, guys. Thank you for your work. Thank you. Thank you for your work. Always a pleasure. Marlena Graves, her brand new book is excellent. It's called The Way Up is Down, Finding Yourself by Forgetting Yourself. Marlena Graves. Take a break. Come back. Hey, uh, your kid, if your kid's in college, coming home for the Thanksgiving break in this COVID era, what's that going to work like? Our Faith and Family Mortgage Team is kind of like a pro football team. They've got their own language, Blue 42, Omaha, Z Post Dive, and we've got our own language, DTI, PMI, or Cash Out Refinance in Omaha. They've got fancy end zone dances like the Icky Shuffle and the Salsa, and my dad has his happy customer dance. I call it the Awkward Shuffle by a man who loves chips and salsa. But maybe the biggest similarity is that we both have special advantages. They've got world-class athleticism and talent, and we definitely don't. But we do have a special direct lender advantage. Our team is part of a company that uses its own money and makes its own lending decisions within its own walls. There's no middleman. And this advantage often allows us to get you a better rate, saving you monthly and lifelong money. Come get a mortgage touchdown at United Faith Mortgage. We pay your appraisal fees up to $500. That's out-of-pocket money. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. At Fisher Investments, we do things differently. And other money managers don't understand why. Because our way works great for us. But it may not work for your clients. That's why Fisher Investments is a fiduciary obligated to put clients first. It's the highest standard for a financial advisor. So what do you provide? Cookie-cutter portfolios like the rest of us? No cookie-cutter portfolios here. Fisher Investments tailors portfolios to meet each client's goals and needs. But you do sell investments that earn you high commissions, right? And make commissions when you make trades for your clients? No. Fisher Investments doesn't sell any commission investment products, and we never earn commissions on trades. So what's in it for you? Fisher Investments fees are structured so we do better when our clients do better. When it comes to helping clients achieve a comfortable retirement, we're clearly different. Visit FisherInvestments.com to find out why investors like you switch to us. Fisher Investments, clearly different money management. Investments in securities involve the risk of loss. At the Original Mattress Factory, we know better than anyone that the mattress industry is full of myths. Mattress companies spread misinformation to mislead customers about their features and prices. One of those myths is that two-sided mattresses are old-fashioned. Today's mattresses don't need to be flipped and rotated, they say. But today's one-sided mattresses just aren't as durable. That's why OMF still hand-builds two-sided mattresses, because it's what's best for our customers. Visit OriginalMattress.com to learn more. We know nothing shows you've had a good night's sleep quite like a serious case of good old bedhead. When you wake up and your hair is sticking up at all angles and you can't quite remember what year it is, that's how you can be sure you got the rest you really needed. The Original Mattress Factory is a proud supporter of bedheads everywhere. Share a picture of your best bedhead on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram with the hashtag Original Bedhead for the chance to win a $1,000 gift certificate to the Original Mattress Factory. Visit OriginalMattress.com or stop by an Original Mattress Factory location for more information. Let's face it, we love Alexa, and we'd love to let her find your favorite radio station. This one, of course. She could find us easier if we taught her a simple skill. To get started, simply say, Alexa, enable the word Pittsburgh skill. And after she confirms, you can then say, Alexa, play the word Pittsburgh. That's all you have to do, and Alexa will learn how to find us. You can listen to us through your Amazon Echo, Echo Show, Echo Dot, and Amazon Tap devices. Alexa, what is your favorite radio station? Radio station. That's easy. Word 101.5. 
Most clubs you join require an initiation fee or a club membership, but not the Word FM Discount Shopping Club. In our club, you save as much as half. That's right, 50% on gift certificates and items from local restaurants, health services, and much more. Discount deals just in time for birthdays, special occasions, or just because. And all from the comfort of your own computer or smartphone. Great deals and awesome savings. Log on now to wordfm.com, keyword shopping. Making Thanksgiving plans, which of course are a little different for us this year. Uh, we do this thing, which I love. You know, my wife, she's a fine cook and she does uh, this dish uh, every year. It's only it sort of appears at the holidays scalloped oysters. Mm, that does not sound good. No, no, it's fabulous. Mm, 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 it really mm. is excellent. It really mm, is. Nope. It's in a small, you know, carafe, like a casserole, mm. really small. And there are, there are oysters in there and, uh-huh. you know, I, I don't know what else, you know, they're scalloped. That's all I'll say. But man, that's some fine. We also do something. She does something called skillet corn that she makes mm-hmm. in a cast iron skillet equally fabulous. Mm-hmm. But they only make their appearance like at the holidays. And I, I'm, I'm surprised by that. Right. Do you do anything weird? for? Well, I went nuts. I'm not going to say scalloped oysters. My or, mayonnaise turkey. Oh, yeah, right. Are you doing a mayonnaise turkey this year? Uh, well, I'm planning on a mayonnaise turkey this year because mm-hmm. I do a mayonnaise turkey every year. And I know it sounds disgusting. And yet it is delicious, I really? will tell you. So what do you do? You just the whole thing is covered in mayo and you throw it in the oven. Well, yeah, it's it's a little bit more of a process than that. But if you boil it down, that's basically, that's basically what it is. I mean, there's a lot of herbs, fresh herbs involved in chopping yeah. and stuffing and things like that. But it's that's is it Hellman's? Uh, I did use Hellman's. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, I was making, I told you I was making uh, some tuna salad the other day I, and I looked at, <laughs> I looked at the Julia Child's recipe for tuna salad. She suggested, uh, she recommended Hellman's mayonnaise. Well, if Julia recommended it, then That's why what I would thought. we think that we knew anything better than her? Right. You know, Hellman's, you know, as opposed to like my giant eagle brand of mayo. All right. That brings to mind an unbelievable contest that has begun already. We're looking for the weirdest Thanksgiving food traditions you have. Listen, if you send us an email, go to wordfm.com, click the banner at the top of the page. All the details about our Thanksgiving contest will be there. But out of all of the recipes that we get of weird Thanksgiving food, we're going to pick two of them, and I am going to prepare them in my own quarantine kitchen. <laughs> I like it. In my own quarantine kitchen, we will have video proof of this, mm. and we will pick the re- the uh, winner, and that winner is the recipient of a $100 Visa gift card. And who doesn't want that? Wordfm.com forward slash weird. Wordfm.com forward slash weird for all of the contest details. And no disrespect because, you know, one man's scalloped oysters, which are mine and I love, I would not consider them weird, but they are not something that would normally appear on a traditional Thanksgiving dinner table. Right. And you've mocked me for years for my cranberry jello salad with port in it. I'm telling you, that is good. That's weird. That is super weird. It really is. Anyway, we want to receive your recipe. So go to wordfm.com forward slash weird for all the contest details. Mm-hmm. Very good. Okay. Uh, what about, do you do like, you know, the, the the mayonnaise turkey, do you do a weird dessert or is it a traditional pumpkin pie? I do the pie? pumpkin pie. That's pretty standard. Okay, I like to do an more. apple crisp also. I think that's also standard. Mm-hmm. Pretty, I mean, nice. it's not nothing shocking about that. Right. I mean, I think the weirdest thing I do is the cranberry jello port 
thing with the walnuts. Yeah, it's not that weird. Okay. And the anyway, mayonnaise turkey. No jello salad because we do the sea foam salad, which I love. And I, that's disgusting. No, that's good. I mean, it's mm-hmm. all whipped up and you can sort of taste the air in there. No, I don't want to taste air. I like it. I'm looking forward to it. It's coming up fast, right? So get those uh, entries in. Win a $100 Visa gift card. Uh, look at wordfm.com forward slash weird. WORD-FM Pittsburgh on your smart speaker by saying play the word Pittsburgh and on your phone via the Word FM mobile app. iHeart, tune in and at radio.com. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Moderna says its shot provides strong protection against the coronavirus. The announcement comes a week after Pfizer revealed its own vaccine to be similarly effective. Initial supplies of a vaccine will be limited and rationed. U.S. officials say the Pentagon expected to cut the number of U.S. troops in Afghanistan by almost half. That's by January the 15th. The Pentagon also expecting to cut the number of troops in Iraq to 2,500, a reduction of more than 500. The decision follows the president's shakeup of the Pentagon last week, in which he installed those who share his frustration with the continued troop presence in the Middle East. The Dow has closed at a record high, erasing the last of its pandemic losses. The blue chips picking up 470 points today. The Nasdaq ahead 94. The S&P 500 up 41. This is SRN News. So right now may be the perfect time for you to rethink how you pay for health care. And here's why. Not only is it time for open enrollment for a lot of people, it's also when you can join MediShare and save even more than usual. For the typical family, switching to MediShare saves about $500 a month, which is a game changer for a lot of people. Think what you could do with that. But if you join right now, MediShare is waiving their new member fee. So that's another $170 you'll save. And MediShare is really different. It's a community of Christians who share each other's health care bills. More than 400,000 people are members, and they've shared over $4 billion in medical bills. So, yes, they can handle your bills, too. This may be the time to make the switch. Join before November 30th for the additional savings. It's so easy to find out more. They're great to talk to. In fact, you can get a price within two minutes. Here's the number. Call 844-57-BIBLE. That's 844-57-BIBLE. 844-57-BIBLE. First Presbyterian Church is a beacon of light and love to this community. The message that I hear sustains me for the whole week. I love this church because of the diversity and the music and the people. The incredible beauty of the space. A warm, welcoming congregation. The people are amazing and truly love one another and Christ, and our pastor preaches the gospel. I want everybody in Pittsburgh to come and experience. First Presbyterian Church of Pittsburgh, in the heart of the city, with the city in its heart. Our smiles are still behind our masks. We are welcoming patients back, and we're happy to do so. At Stock Family Dentistry, exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care. Although some of the details of their appointment may look different, we can't give the normal hugs or handshakes that they might be used to. The same exceptional dentistry, the same compassionate care that they've really become accustomed to is still there. Stock Family Dentistry, 
on Perry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com. Greetings, this is Terry Hanna, host of Christians with Sacred Addictions with over 27 years of recovery from multiple addictions. There's a saying in the recovery community, meeting makers make it. And through our higher power, Jesus Christ, and implementing the 12 steps of recovery founded in the Word of God, you too will recover and heal. Why not join us at our meeting every Sunday evening at 6.45 p.m. on 101.5 WORD. Trip to Europe. Visit all 30 Major League Baseball stadiums. Go skydiving. Okay, so you know what you want to do in retirement, but do you know how to get there? Tune into Your Retirement Blueprint with Kurt Kenotic and Ethan Lane of Accurate Solutions Group Saturdays at 10 a.m. to get answers to your retirement planning questions. Plan today so you can do the things you've always dreamt about doing in retirement. Listen every Saturday morning at 10 to Your Retirement Blueprint with Accurate Solutions Group. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. Tonight will be partly cloudy. We'll see a couple of snow showers late tonight. Expect a low of 35. Tomorrow we'll have intervals of clouds and sunshine with a snow shower. It will be breezy with a high of 40. Tomorrow night, mostly cloudy skies with a low of 27. Wednesday will be breezy and cold with some clouds, then sunshine. Wednesday's high 40. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for coming along for the 5 o'clock hour of The Ride Home. Kath, Mike, I, I don't know about you guys, but one of the great joys of my life as a parent was taking your little tiny kids to go to either the department store or the mall to visit Santa. I, I loved it so much. I think I was more excited than my kids were. I couldn't wait to go see Santa and have my kids experience that. What Was it something in your house, Kath, that you, that you sort of planned for that you, you liked? Oh, you're laughing. Oh, no. It's not going to uh, end well. I don't like Santa. What? <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> I don't like Santa? How I can you even say I such a thing? Oh my God. I mean, that's not even un-American. It's like un-universal. I just don't. You don't like Santa? Santa. What is <laughs> I've known you all these years. This is I the know. first time I've heard this. You don't like Santa. I just no. What's Oh, come on, Cap. It's like a, it's like some guy, and you're gonna put your kid on his lap. And I there's like it. you have to make up a story about how he knows you, but he doesn't know you. I was Santa. I was a mall Santa. I'm sure I mean, you were great at it. I loved it. That's good. I'm glad. I so don't wait. like to speak of this often because I know it's an unpopular take. So your kids didn't go see Santa because no. you were creeped out? What? You never took your kids to see Santa? I never did. Oh, I can't <laughs> believe it. All right, oh. Mike, go in. You're probably on his side. Way in. You got Santa? Nope. Oh, no. I re- what is side. wrong with you people? I, I refuse to allow what? my 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 kid oh. to go on somebody's lap that I do not know. It, like exactly like you said, Kat, he's going to make up some story. Come and say, oh on, yeah, you oh, my guys gosh. have some fun. Listen, I can't. Would you live I a little? Never, it's too weird. I have never. 
do we? I've never oh. been happy. I've never been happier with our producer. I'll tell I you right can't now. believe that. That's come on. That some, is, I can't. We've never discussed this. This we is have never. really coming around. OK, now. so yeah. listen. All right. All right. Then. All right. If we're going to go down this path, then this is the year for you, because if you're freaked out by putting your kid on some guy's <laughs> lap this year, it is the contact less Santa. Yes. So Heck yeah. there's an article in today's trib of all the different places that you can take your child, all the department stores and the malls and, you know, the aviary and whatever that Santa will appear but all these places will now require children two years of age and over to wear a mask. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to sit on Santa's lap. You're going to be not. six feet apart. Oh, so you're going to talk to Santa. Like, okay, so did you guys watch the Masters yesterday? Yes, I watched some of okay. it. So, you know, as, they, as the guys finish, then this, I, I forget this, this woman who works on the uh, Masters broadcasting team, but she is so excellent. And she's the one who stands there and interviews them. And you, you yep. know, what happened at nine? And, you know, how did the, you know, the bogey happen at 11 and blah, blah, blah. But it is so weird to see how far apart they have to stand. <laughs> yeah. It's just unnatural. This is not is a surprise unnatural. to any of us. But when you've watched the Masters every year, when you see it like this, you're like, really? I know. This is what we've become. This is happening. Yeah. Everyone's far away. I mean, so we're going to do the same thing with Santa. Well, does it, well, you're apparently this is good for you. I don't because I yeah I like like first of all I'm not going if if I wasn't going to put my kid on his lap I'm not going to go and put my kid six feet away from him to tell him what he wants. Yeah. Listen, there were years when my kids were growing up. I'd still go and see Santa <laughs> just to check him out. Like just to buy yourself. Just to go look and see the kids all happy and excited to see Santa. And to see those little crazy kids like freaking out and crying their little eyeballs out too. I mean, it's always a big mix. I mean, listen, I have told my children repeatedly, you should sign up for counseling early because I'm sure that I've ruined you in multiple ways. This no. could just be another one of them. They just so wait, do you have a photograph of yourself with Santa? No. Your mother never took you. Nope. Mike, do you I have don't a picture? have one either? I don't have one. I either. do. I've got one. I got one on my camera roll that I was just looking at the other day going. Oh, I bet you look darn cute. Oh, I do. I'm sorry. I don't want to brag about my cuteness factor, but it was true. Mm -hmm. I can't believe it. I mean, I I never even imagined that there were people that, you know, would not do this. this. I I thought this was like you're working so kind, so closely with two of them. (laughs) You learn something about your coworkers. Listen, I'm I'm still not even going to do the whole six feet thing. I mean, we, how many, how many parents tell their kids not to talk to strangers? And exactly. You meet this guy one day out of the year, right? And you just throw yeah. your kid right up there and tell him yeah. your deepest thoughts. Yep. Yeah, exactly. See, my, um, now, my <laughs> brother-in-law, one of my brother-in-laws who I love dearly, when he joined the family, we got into this big thing because he was like, and he did, he followed through. He said, you know what? I'm telling my kids about the truth about Santa Claus right off the bat. There's no way that I'm going to lie yep. to my kids about Santa and crush their hopes and dreams. Right. And I was like, seriously? I mean, the, the image of Santa in my mind was one of the greatest joys of my life. But then and you then, found out that it was fake. Then I was crushed. So what's the point? It's called growing up. Oh, great. So that's wacky. I it's told my three, I told my three and a half year old Santa's not real. Oh, yeah, I did. Oh, it's the best boy. way to go. I'm not going to mm-hmm. crush his hopes and dreams when he's older. I you know? But Santa's a nice story and it's a great, it idea. It's, it's a great, great it's a great thing to talk about just as long as you don't think it's a real thing. I mean, the original St. Nicholas was real. Right. See, he you was a real guy. Him? Yeah. Right. 
I'm sorry, John. Right. This is a moment of Jeez, what a bunch of party poopers. I'm serious. <laughs> okay, now let me ask you this. Okay, so now, of course, you, know, you and I talked about the headline before the show started today that because it's Christmas season, now there's going to be another issue about somebody's nativity scene, and it's uh, going to be like a huge thing. Okay, so we're still fighting the Christmas wars. Now, hopefully, uh, and I've been to Starbucks recently. Starbucks has unveiled their new Christmas-themed coffee cup, which has no mention of Christmas. It, all it is is just kind of red. Who cares? Okay. Well, look, we do this every year. Right. right? I don't so, care. Do you care? Nope. No, not in the least. Okay. Mike, do you care? Nope. Absolutely if Santa not, was holding it, I would care. For Santa. <laughs> okay. If he Santa's was holding it. mad at Mike and me. So. Santa's got my latte, and I'm getting one, and you guys are not. Okay. So, fie on you. Yeah. So, here we go again. An organization, um, First Liberty Institute, which is a nonprofit religious liberty law firm, has filed a friend of a court brief to a Chicago, Illinois-based court after a district judge ruled that the uh, nativity display at uh, the courthouse, a court of appeals, who would put, see, look, here's the deal. Are we not beyond this, that you cannot put nativity scenes on government property, right? If you're going to put a nativity scene up, it should be on private property, and that way you're good to go. But if people insist on doing this year after year after year, of course someone's going to complain, and of course it'll be taken down. Right. Or if it is on government property, then it would have to be open to whoever wanted to put whatever they wanted to put. The spaghetti monster whatever. or all those other crazy people. You know, whatever. What was that display we saw a couple of years ago? It was two little kids with a devil. Remember that display? Oh, I forgot about that. That was oh, that sweet. was horrific. That was horrific. Yeah, that was really sweet. So the, yeah, I just, I don't, this is litigious season. We, yeah, we have enough problems. I don't think that we think? need to create ones where there aren't. And I just don't think that there is one. Now, if someone comes into your house and says you are not allowed to celebrate Christmas, that is a problem. If you've got someone who comes Absolutely. into your church, who's going to do that? If so, I'm just saying that's what a real problem is. That's what real persecution is. People right. of believers around the world suffer with that all the time. Yes, right? we that's have real not persecution. With that. So th- I'm just saying that's when you have to recognize that there's a problem. I'm, I really don't think that Starbucks not putting Merry Christmas no. on the cup is the issue. And it's not a fine line. It's a gigantic line, right? There's no fine line at all, at all here. Right. Okay, well, we cleared that up. However, it is a topic worthy of discussion and not just about, I'm not talking about the Christmas at Starbucks. I'm just talking about, so how is it that we as Christians live in a culture that's increasingly secular and we want to honor how our country was set up so that there's religious freedom. We don't want to be, you know, the heavy handed Christian who's trying to make everybody else a Christian. We don't want to do that. But at the same time, we have to recognize that America today is not the same America that it was 60 years ago. And in a lot of ways, that's good. In a lot of ways, it's bad. But as I said, it does merit conversation. And one of our favorite people to talk about those issues with is Rod Dreher, John, and he is up next. Stick around. We're going to talk about the bigot bumper sticker with Rod Dreher in just a few minutes. You have a bigot bumper sticker? I don't think I do. WORD. Turning Point with David Jeremiah. What he meant is that we have a choice to make in how we live our lives now in this present world. What if he's talking about dying to our own ambitions and our purposes and our plans so that we can live our lives totally for him? Join Dr. David Jeremiah for his series, In Search of the Savior, next time on Turning Point. This evening at 730 on 101.5 WORD. 
Now that the pumpkins are almost gone, do you know what time it is? It's time to talk turkey. At the Springhouse in 84, we really do like to enjoy one holiday at a time. But our customers are calling now to talk about Thanksgiving turkeys. For 20 years, we've been selling fresh turkeys raised by a friend who is a big turkey farmer who really knows how to raise turkeys. I grew up on a farm where we raised, dressed, and sold turkeys, and I do feel we know what a good turkey should look like. First of all, it should be fresh. That's when it's at its very best quality, not frozen. It should be meaty and broad-breasted, and it should be cleaned to perfection. We're really fussy about selling only the best at the Springhouse, and we do believe our turkeys are the best. Call 228-3339 now to order yours, and don't forget to order buns, casseroles, and most of all, pumpkin pies. Let us help you make your Thanksgiving really delicious. By now, you've heard me talk about my pillow and how it literally changed my life. Hey, this is John Hall. My pillow does not go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want. They maintain their shape and they're made in the USA. And for a limited time, Mike Lindell is offering his premium my pillows for as low as prices ever. You can get a standard queen premium my pillow for just $29.98, originally $69.98. That's a $40 savings, and kings are only $5 more. Not only are you getting the lowest price ever, $29.98 for a standard queen, but Mike is extending his 60-day money-back guarantee to March 1st, 2021. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, use promo code WORD, or you can call 1-800-391-0954. You'll find all the MyPillow products at MyPillow.com, but by calling right now at 1-800-391-0954, promo code WORD, you'll get yours soon. To serve as a ruling elder is a high and holy office. RPTS now offers five flexible online courses to help you shepherd the Church of God. The Ruling Elders Program features courses on biblical counseling, interpretation, worship, the church, care and administration, plus preaching at elective options that best fit your ministry paradigm. No papers, no exams, just solid biblical teaching from experienced pastor professors. Individual and group rates available. RPTS, study under pastors. Learn more at rpts.edu. Rod is back with us. Rod Dreyer is an author of several books that we absolutely love. Also, he joins us as the senior editor at the American Conservative. His brand new book is called Live Not by Lies, A Manual for Christian Dissents. Uh, Rod, you wrote a piece at the American Conservative, The Bigot Bumper Sticker. Uh, I bet you there's a lot of bumper stickers out there right now that could be considered bigoted. <laughs> yeah, The Bigot Bumper Sticker. This is an incredible story, Don, and it's the kind of story that we're going to be getting, we'd better start getting used to. turns out that one of the readers of my blog uh, had printed from Zazzle.com a few years ago a bumper sticker that said, Unborn Lives Matter. Well, he went recently to reorder some more of those, and Zazzle said, we're not going to print this because this violates our content guidelines. He went and looked at the guidelines there's nothing. He didn't do anything. But Zazzle does, as a private company, reserve the right to refuse anybody's business. So what seems clear to him, and I think he's right about this, is they didn't want anything to compete with Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. The point is simply this, though, John, that we Christians and people who are generally conservative are going to, be, are going to find ourselves unable to do business with people who don't want us to get our message out. 
All right. So it's a complicated question, right? So whether we're talking about, you know, Master P Cake Shop or Baronelle Stutzman and her flowers or, you know, Zazzle and the um, and the, you know, Unborn Lives Matter thing, um, it, it there there are fine lines between uh, religious freedom and discrimination and artistic freedom. I mean, if, if you're familiar right. with those cases, it's kind of interesting how they oh, came sure. down. So now you say in your blog, Rod, that you're actually kind of on Zazzle's side where you think that they should have the right to say, no, we don't want to print this. Well, that's right. And I'm on their side, even though I think they're wrong. For the same reason, I'm on the side of Jack Phillips at Masterpiece Cake Shop. People should be free not to contribute their labor to promote messages that they don't agree with. Uh, The point is, though, that I think Christians need to keep in mind is that this is how corporate America is moving. A lot of Christians like to think that if we just let the marketplace work, things will sort themselves out. It doesn't really work that way in real life. You have a lot of these companies that are run by people who are very much on the left and who think that Christians, conservative Christians especially, are the enemy, and they don't want to take our money. Right. Okay. So corporate censorship. Now, this is a fairly new thing as well. Uh, Just recently over the weekend or maybe late last week, Target was involved in an incident of corporate censorship. Rod, please tell us the story. Yeah, this is an incredible story. There's this woman. She's a modern Orthodox Jew named Abigail Schreier. She's a journalist who's contributed to the Wall Street Journal. She's pretty, pretty well known. She has a new book out about the transgender craze and how it takes advantage of the anxiety and depression among teenage girls. Abigail Schreier is very open that she supports the right of transgender people to transition as adults. But she thinks there's an entire industry that has come up within educational circles and psychological circles and medical circles that uh, force teenage girls to transition. Target took her book off the shelf because of a single tweet by a trans activist criticizing them. And uh, she eventually got it back on, but she has found over and over, Abigail Schreier has, that there's been this massive attempt to censor her. Her original publisher turned her down. Nobody will review her book because nobody wants to get grief from these trans activists. Yeah. And, you know, Rod, Abigail's been on our show and I've read the book, John, I know you've read the book and um, she did a really long um, interview with Joe Rogan about all, not just about the book, but about all of the fallout after the book. It was really well done. And it does make you stop to think that if people knew the type of pressure that was exerted on companies by just a single individual and the likelihood of a company to cave to that initial uh, complaint. It, you would really stand up and take notice. And the target story doesn't end there because enough people complained about the initial complaint. And now Abigail Schreier's book's back on the shelf. Am I right about that? You're right about that. I heard over the weekend, though, that J.K. Rowling's newest book, there's a lot of pressure within bookstores and within the retail industry not to put it on the shelves because transgender activists hate J.K. Rowling's position on trans. Uh, these are things that go on behind the scenes that most people don't even know about. But it, what it's doing, it is uh, radically narrowing the range of expression in our society. And all it takes is a few elites and gatekeeper positions to decide that this is something we're not going to talk about. We're not going to let anybody else talk about it either to affect this change. Right. Okay. So at the same time, then, you know, um, from a, a leftist attitude, 
anything goes, right? I mean, Amazon is selling something called chess binders. Talk about that, Rob, because, you know, uh, it's not just the the right that's being censored. If you're left, well, you can just do whatever you want to do. Yeah, that's generally true when it comes to anything LGBT. And there are things being sold, John, like uh, small prosthetic genitalia for for little kids who want to transition. You can buy these. And this is the sort of thing that uh, they, they see this as progress. Unless sees this as progress, it's, it's demonic is what it is. But this is where the marketplace is going. We don't have a free market anymore. That is an illusion. And people who object to any of this are being censored and pushed to the side. People who want to promote it, they, are being, they not only have uh, uh, the voice to promote their ideology, but they also have the corporate infrastructure to back it, too. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if I agree with you on that, Rod. I do think we still have a free market. It just requires a lot more uh, investment from people who are going to push back on it. The Target story being a perfect example, right? If people would not have heard that Target took Abigail Schreier's book off the shelves and then got in touch with Target and said, hey, listen, you don't know what you're talking about. That book should be on the shelf. Then Target would not have put it back on. Good point, Kathy. But this is what I'm worried about in the long term is that uh, uh, banks and financial firms and others, other gatekeepers to the marketplace are going to quit doing business with conservative Christians or anybody else they declare to be deplorable. This is already happening in the UK, where far-right activists are, have been locked out of their normal checking accounts. Now, I don't have any sympathy for the politics of far-right activists, but once that we cross that line and where certain people are allowed to have access to the financial system and others aren't simply based on their politics, their religious beliefs, we're in real trouble. Right. Okay. So then, Rod, what is the response? If you're a conservative Christian and you want the free market to continue to, to flourish, how do you respond to this? I mean, you can't like, you know, follow everything on Amazon and, you know, sort of silently monitor stuff. The marketplace is huge. That's true. I think what we have to do, John, is, is first of all, educate ourselves about the dangers to our liberty uh, coming from uh, what, what I call in my book, Live Not By Lies, woke capitalism. And we need to pressure our legislators to pass laws that keep the marketplace free, that don't tell us we have to buy from here, but keep it free and, and, and make it impossible to punish people for their political and religious beliefs by denying them access to the market. I think that uh, another thing we can do is start building networks of commerce outside of those that are controlled by Amazon and the big companies. Find your local Christian retailer when you can and do business with them because they're the ones who we can count on when the tips get down. Yeah. Well, we remember, um, what's this, James Daymore. Remember that story, Rod? Oh, sure. Yeah. Remember, you know, he got fired from Google. I mean, that was like kind of the first, I don't know if that was the first shot across the bow, but it's one of the initial ones I remember. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, And it kind of just signals that something's changed, that we're in a different space. We're in, we're in a different time. Um, I don't know. I, I really want to be a person who speaks up uh, when I see something like that happen, but I also am concerned that I'm going to be an obnoxious person who speaks up. So Rod, talk about that. I mean, there's, <laughs> the, I mean, we know the political climate we live in yeah. and I don't want to turn into an obnoxious, you know, stark raving mad person who not only is, you know, discounted by the opposition, but instead I just dishonor God by my poor attitude. 
right? They'll call you a Karen. My, my wife hates that term so much. She says that that is the word used to try to silence women who want to speak up when they see something wrong. And I think she has something of a point. I think we have to speak up, uh, Kathy. We really do. That's what my book, Live Not By Lies, is about. Alexander Solzhenitsyn, the great Soviet dissident, said that uh, said to his own people before those Soviets kicked him out in 1974, said, we may not be able to change the, this government, but the one thing we can do is refuse to go along with their lies. Mm-hmm. So when we see something uh, false being said, we stand up and we say we don't agree. And even if it's just a matter of walking out, we have to at least do that so they don't think that we consent. We may not be able to change things in the short run, but we can at least have our integrity. And we can at least stand before God and each other and know that we have done the honorable thing for the truth. Very good. Okay, but let me just say that Alexander Solzhenitsyn was a man of incredible intellectual depth. And so what he has left for us to read is is amazing, right? What The stark raving lunatic people on Twitter are the people I'm afraid of, right? The people that just sound nutty as they're trying. So like they're kind of, quote, on the same side I am, but I don't want to be associated with them because they sound yeah. nuts. I get it. I get it. But uh, we we can't be intimidated into silence because we don't want to stand with the crazies on our own side. We just have to be discerning. And there's no easy formula for this. But uh, I see so many good people intimidated into silence because if they're in middle-class circles, middle-class professional circles, for example, they don't want to be thought crazy. But if we continue to be silent in the face of this sort of thing, we're just undermining our own liberty. And eventually they're going to silence us we're not going to have any choice in the matter. Right. Rod Dreyer's with us, his latest book, Live Not By Lies, A Manual for Christian Dissidents. So, Rod, how do we do this? I mean, you don't want to be pegged out as a Karen or a Ken. At the same time, you want to speak up. I mean, you, you got to look at the political landscape and go, here we go again. I mean, we're going to be silenced here in a very big way. Yeah, we are. You, you know, you read my book, and I've been on the show talking yes. about it, uh, John, that uh, the example that I like to follow is by that great priest in Croatia, Father Kolakovic, who saw communism come into Slovakia and gathered Christians together in small groups, not only to pray, but to talk about what was happening in their society, to discern what was going on in light of what they knew from the Bible, and then to figure out how to act responsibly. I think that's really the only way to do it, and that's a good method for any question that comes up. There may be times when silence is the best thing. There may be times when we have to speak out, but uh, I think we have to discern it prayerfully and together. Mm -hmm. And we can't just sit back and let somebody else tell us what to do, some activist group in Washington who has us on their, their text list or their blast facts. You know, this is something that needs to be done locally with our pastors and with Christian friends that we trust. Rod, I've heard so many good things about this book. I mean, I'm really excited to check it out. Um, I think the thing that I love most about it, just from talking to you over the months um, about what's inside, though I have not yet read it, is just the fact that you spoke with people who were sharing their lived experiences with you. This is not, you know, we've stepped out of theory and we've stepped out of crazy Twitter and we're actually talking to people who are telling you, hey, this happened to me. Yeah, that's been, been my experience with it too. And the thing that people really seem to love about this book or the real life stories, and uh, that's the thing that gets to people because they, you know, you can talk to them about your theories and your abstract critique of society and secularization and all of that, 
but what people really respond to are the actual testimonies of Christians who've been through things like this before and have practical advice for us. Very good. Rod, always a pleasure. Listen, thanks for your excellent work. Uh, We need you and more Mm -hmm. like you on the front lines. Always a pleasure. Hey, thanks so much, Gary. Mm-hmm. Our pleasure, Rod Dreyer. He is a senior uh, editor at the American Conservative. His latest book, as we said, Live Not by Lies, a manual for Christian dissidents. John three sixteen. For God so loved the world. The whole world. Everyone. Anyone. That's a lot of people. That he gave his one and only son. His only son. That whoever believes in him will not perish. But have eternal life. There's more at FocusOnTheFamily.com. If you owe back taxes, there's a lot you need to know, starting with rule number one. Don't mess with the IRS. They are cracking down this year by sending out heart-stopping letters, actively garnishing paychecks, levying bank accounts, and putting liens on homes and businesses. That's all true, but it's also true there's a way out. It's called the Fresh Start Initiative, an important government program for tax debt assistance. It's one of the biggest breaks the IRS has ever offered, so now's the time. You could qualify for tax relief that saves you thousands, even tens of thousands. Nobody knows this program like the award-winning experts at Optima Tax Relief. They have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and will fight to get you the best deal possible. Don't mess with the IRS. For tax help you need, for tax help you can trust, call Optima now for a free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. John, I talked to my daughter today who's a student at Grove City, and uh, we were talking about her grades. You know, it's a little more than halfway through. Her midterms were last week, and I said, so, you know, how's it going? And she said, Mom, I had the greatest meeting with my guidance counselor. And I said, guidance counselor? She's not really a guidance counselor. It's like your advisor when you get to college, right? right, right. I said, what was so great about it? And she said, well, what I couldn't believe is like he was up to date on what I was doing. Like he knew how I was doing in each one of my classes. He knew the professors I had. He knew some of the things I'd talked to him about before. She said, all of a sudden, I felt like... I didn't have to go in and like tell him how things were going. He already knew how things were going. And so it was an opportunity for us to kind of get to know each other better. And I thought to myself, John, that's what I missed in my college experience. And that's what I'm so glad my kids are getting is that type of individualized attention that just as an adult reaching out to a student and saying, hey, I know where you are. Let's talk about it. That's powerful. So Grove City College, big enough to know it's a university and there's great intellectual stew there, but small enough that you're known by the people who are supposed to look out for you and shepherd you. Listen, both Kath and I, our kids go there. We love it. Look online for next year at Grove City College, gcc.edu. That is Grove City College. Listen on your smart speaker, the Word FM app at wordfm.com, iHeart, TuneIn, and on radio.com. In the car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Tonight will be partly cloudy. We'll see a couple of snow showers late tonight. Expect a low of 35. Tomorrow we'll have intervals of clouds and sunshine with a snow shower. It will be breezy with a high of 40. Tomorrow night, mostly cloudy skies with a low of 27. Wednesday will be breezy and cold with some clouds, then sunshine. Wednesday's high, 40. 
With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. The music means it's time for the all-important question, does this make sense? Does this make sense? John, I bring to you a substance that was in a dream I had last night. Oh, I like dreams. I don't know why it was in my dream, and I need to know what you think of it. Yeah, okay, good. Does mercurochrome make sense? (laughs) Well... That's an old school, does this make sense problem. Mercurochrome, I don't know what's in it. What is it? It's painful. It makes you cry. I mean, it has that hard stick. Yeah, that stick with it's kind of like broken glass stick (laughs) on it. I mean, is mercurochrome a thing anymore? Does anybody use mercurochrome? I don't. I mean, it was used generally, right? You hurt your, you cut yourself. Your mom would pull that little bottle out. Oh. I always hated it. It was one of these things where the cure was worse than, you know, the, right. the actual injury. Does it make sense? You know, I don't think in 2020, Mercurochrome does make sense. Thank you. No, no. I don't think so either. No, it doesn't. Okay. Uh, Saturday afternoon, uh, one of my sons and I, my youngest son, we went out and we raked leaves. Mm. And we raked and raked. And I'm telling you, we got a gigantic pile. I mean, they, mm. and they come down from the driveways, a gigantic pile. We rake and rake. It took us several hours. We've got more to do. Today, after that gigantic windstorm last night, I wake up this morning, 730. My neighbor's out there. No, my neighbor's out there with his backpack on and one of these gas-powered. He's out there blowing the leaves around. I believe that those leaf blowers don't make a whole lot of sense. Now, if you're doing the gas-powered one and you're like a professional landscaper, yeah, I could see that. But just like regular Joe, like you get yours at Costco or something, I don't, that doesn't make sense to me. Does it, a, a leaf blower make sense to you? Of course not. You're just blowing your leaves into someone else's yard. Well, how about just using a rake? It doesn't make sense. Okay, People good. say, no, I'm, I'm just going to use the leaf blower so I can gather them all up together in my driveway. You're not going to do that. I don't think You're so. You're going to blow them into someone else's driveway. Yeah. Well, the good news was, you know, it rained yesterday before the, the heavy-duty wind. So any of the leaves, they really didn't blow that far away. So raking leaves make sense. The leaf blower doesn't make sense. W-O-R-D. God blesses everyone. What's the biggest blessing you can imagine this Christmas season? How about having your mortgage or rent paid for for all of next year? It's possible when you enter the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Sweepstakes. You can even enter once a day to increase your opportunities to win. See rules and conditions for details. To our Merry Christmas, God bless us. Enter the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Sweepstakes brought to you by Trinity Jewelers. Go to wordfm.com slash contests. So right now may be the perfect time for you to rethink how you pay for health care. And here's why. Not only is it time for open enrollment for a lot of people, it's also when you can join MediShare and save even more than usual. 
For the typical family, switching to MediShare saves about $500 a month, which is a game changer for a lot of people. Think what you could do with that. But if you join right now, MediShare is waiving their new member fee. So that's another $170 you'll save. And MediShare is really different. It's a community of Christians who share each other's health care bills. More than 400,000 people are members, and they've shared over $4 billion in medical bills. So, yes, they can handle your bills, too. This may be the time to make the switch. Join before November 30th for the additional savings. It's so easy to find out more. They're great to talk to. In fact, you can get a price within two minutes. Here's the number. Call 844-45-BIBLE. That's 844-45-BIBLE. 844-45-BIBLE. Hi, my name is Ryan Bourne. And I'm Danica Bourne. And And we're we're the the owners owners of South Coast Coast Tax. Tax. We would like to thank our Lord for protecting us from evil. Psalm 91 states, He is my refuge and my fortress, for He will rescue us from every trap and protect us from deadly disease. South Coast Tax are Christian-based tax accountants and attorneys who specialize in releasing bank levies, wage garnishments, and filing complex tax returns. We are the leaders in acceptance of offers and compromise with awesome results. We are also a small firm who will treat you like family and not just a number. Call us today at 1-800-TAX-1176 for a free consultation, and we'll take the time to explain all the programs that you qualify for in order to allow you a fresh start. In John 836, so if the sun sets you free, you will be free indeed. And one way we can achieve that is by being debt-free. So let us help you today. Call us at 1-800-TAX-1176, and together we can help achieve this goal by putting the IRS tax debt behind you for good. Again, that number is 1-800-TAX-1176. Hey, are you guys open? Yeah, yeah, we are. Come on in. As businesses reopen across the nation, is your business prepared for what comes next? Salem Surround can help. COVID-19 brought America's thriving economy to a screeching halt. But now, local businesses are getting back to normal. Are you ready for the return to business and all that pent-up consumer demand? Contact Salem Surround. Learn more by logging on to surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. I remember being a kid, and uh, remember Andy Williams, Cap? Sure, of course. Andy Williams. Right, he had this big song. Uh, my parents played it a lot. To dream the impossible dream. And it was like this anthem, you know, like, oh, you know, to reach for these great heights, you know. To, Don Quixote. Yeah, right. Man of La Mancha. Right. Right. To dream the impossible dream. I mean. Quite honestly, there are times I'm just trying to get my laundry done. Right. <laughs> you know, I mean, sometimes my dreams are just kind of small scale. Well, Jimmy Humphrey joins us right now. Jimmy's a lifelong newlywed. He is a dreamer of small things, leader in his local church. He also hosts a weekly podcast at jimmystable.com. Jimmy Humphrey, welcome to the show. How are you, sir? Hey, very good, John. Thanks for having me. Yeah, my pleasure, Jim. Okay. <sighs> So you see, I mean, the dream, the impossible dream, everybody needs those gigantic dreams, but you're talking about a different kind of dream, aren't you? Absolutely. You know, back in 1960s, President Kennedy wanted to put a man on the moon and and that just kind of dream kind of just, you know, hammered home with everyone and captured the imagination of our nation. And, and we did that. And it's an amazing. And I think that embodies all the great things about America. Sure. Does, and I kind yeah. of thinking as kind of crept into the church. We serve a big God with God-sized dreams. Yeah. But, you know, I think sometimes we overlook the people next door to us in our pursuit of those God-sized dreams. We want to take nations for Jesus, but Mm, we forget about the least of these. 
And uh, as a result, we kind of stumble over those. Um, I'm reminded of a quote from Mother Teresa who said, if you want to change the world, go home and love your family. Mm-hmm. And those sort of things have always kind of just gripped me because I've seen so many people, you know, I, w- I went to Bible college and seminary, and there was no shortage of people I went to Bible college and seminary with who dreamed of reaching 10,000 people for Jesus and having these great big churches. But when it came time to do the homeless ministry, when it came time to do the, the children's ministry, when it came time to do the, the small things, often those things weren't anywhere in their plans. Yeah. And I, we've talked a lot, especially in this COVID area, um, about how easy it is to have your strength sapped by, you know, reading either your news website or your Twitter feed or whatever it is. And you get all amped up about the latest issue, you know, whatever it is. And you're so upset by it and taken by it that your energy's shot. And so when your next door neighbor needs you, you really don't have enough energy to go over and check or even say, you know, you might think maybe I'll get back to her tomorrow. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a great point. You know, especially with COVID, I, you know, there's, I have a pastor friend of mine who uh, he serves mostly in an older congregation that's not very tech savvy. And so many churches have been doing, you know, online church, Facebook live stream, and, and that's all been wonderful. And it's been a blessing, except his church doesn't really have the capacity for that. And he just happened to be kind of stumbling around thinking, how could he serve his, his congregation better? And he came across an old tape recorder and he's like, you know, I'm not going to be able to live stream my sermons on Facebook like everybody else is. So he ended up getting that tape recorder and recording his sermons on the, every week during this entire pandemic and sending them out to his elderly congregation. Wow. Um, and I, and so I cool. thought, man, that, where would, if he were sitting there thinking, how could, he, how could he reach everybody for Jesus through Facebook, you know, he might have overlooked the ability to serve the least of those in his congregation who who desperately needed to hear what he had to say. Oh, I love that. Okay, so yeah, I think so, Jimmy, what you're saying is a lot of people, you know, with dreams of grandeur, put the cart before the horse. Now, I remember years ago, one of my first jobs, I, I was uh, washing cars for this uh, local guy. And he used to say to me all the time, especially early on when I didn't have a clue how to wash a car, he used to say, hey, John, how you do one thing, you do all things. And I was like, what, what are you talking about? He goes, well, John, look, I mean, you know, the inside of the car, you're vacuuming. It's okay, but it's not great. I mean, you know, really. So <laughs> you could do a better job of vacuuming. So, you know, vacuum that car and do all things to an excellent higher standard. And I mean, that caught my attention. It was a really good lesson. So for anybody who thinks, you know, I'm going to start a worldwide ministry, well, you better, like you're saying, go out on the street and talk to the homeless guy one-on-one before you're thinking about dreams of grandeur. Absolutely. And, and, you know, some of us will never even maybe even have those opportunities to, to dream the big things. And there's great, you know, don't get me wrong. I, I love the dreaming big stuff. God yeah. is a big God. But, you know, we also see God in our next door neighbor. You know, Jesus said in Matthew 25, you know, if somebody's hungry, feed them. If someone's sick, visit them. You know, if somebody needs clothes, you, you put some clothes on their back. And, you know, let your dreams start there. And if it, it builds into the other things and you know, God places one stepping stone upon another, and soon enough you've been faithful with a little, and he gives you much to do. Um, you know, that's fantastic, and do that with all your might. But it yeah, starts about cool. looking around you and seeing who you can serve around you and putting your hand to the plow and, and doing it with all your might for those around you. Because at the end of the day, it's not about you. It's not about the size of our dream. 
Um, it's simply about trying to honor God in all the things that we do. Uh, and the best way to honor him, I think, is, is to ultimately look to serve those around you and love our neighbor as ourself. That's well said. Jimmy Humphrey's with us. He hosts a weekly podcast called Jimmy's Table, which we'll talk about in just a little bit. Um, Jimmy, what about this, um, I don't know, this generational need to make an impact? I mean, if I've heard that one time, I've heard it 10,000 times. I, you know, what's, what do you want to do? I want to make an impact. What do you say to that? Right. Well, I, I think we, you know, need to ultimately kind of humble ourselves about, about that because, you know, I think of the, the thousand and one ways we will make an impact on the lives of people that we were never even aware of. And, and you know, you see that in Matthew 25 when Jesus, you know, enters into judgment and, and, and those who served him and, and, and visited the sick and all those sort of things. Jesus says they, don't, they didn't even remember doing those things. They said, Lord, Lord, when did we do all mm. these things? And he's like, whenever you did it to the least of these, you did it unto me. So if you want to make an impact and do something of eternal significance, do something small and insignificant and, you know, something that you may even not even remember on the day of judgment that you even did. But God knew and God remembered and God will honor that um, when we have to stand before him one day. Okay, so then we're talking about the, like the super small kindnesses, right? Those things that are the fabric or the sort of the, the grease that makes society go. If we can regulate ourselves in the kindness and the simplicity and the ease to, you know, sort of let someone's suffering sort of disappear for a little bit, that's what we're aiming for. And the, the big things, of course, I mean, that's kind of common sense. They'll take care of themselves. Absolutely. You know, I, I reminded somebody, I came in contact recently with somebody that I worked with over 10 years ago. And they, they said, you know, one thing that, you know, you may not have thought anything of it at the time that uh, you said to me, but uh, I used to come into the, the service center where you worked and, and I would say, oh, it's just me. And I would respond to them. There's no such thing as just you. And they said, you know, that stuck with me all these years. And, you know, Honestly, 10 years removed from it, I never even remember saying it to him. Um, <laughs> Is that but, right? <laughs> you know, but it's amazing that, that that little thing that I said, that little just whisper of a word, that little whisper of a phrase, yeah. that little thing that I said and that seed that I planted that I don't remember for anything for, but they remembered it after all these years and they were able to recall it. And that blessed me. I mean, I, I don't want to brag on me or anything. By any way of that, but that just really touched me that, wow, just like yeah. something that I just said as just a, you know, kind little gesture that I didn't give any thought to at the moment. I just responded to them in earnest at the time. And they said, you know, it's something I started telling people. And uh, I was just like, man, how, how much of an impact that little seed that I might have had might have gone to make somebody's day better. And that seed has now been multiplied to many others. So what does that mean? Does that mean that we should try? We shouldn't try as hard? I mean, I often think about that. I often think that, okay, so if I, and I've had a similar experience where someone came up to me and said, hey, you did this thing and it was so, it made such an impact on me. I have no recollection of it whatsoever. <laughs> um, and a lot of things I tried really hard to do really didn't pan out. And probably didn't help anybody. And so I just wonder if maybe we're striving too hard or striving in the wrong direction. I don't know. How, how do you think about that? I think we should try our best and, and try our hardest in all that we do. Um, and whether those things work out or not to our liking and our satisfaction in whatever 
dream or vision we have, you know, I think that's where it all ends up in God's hands and God's ability to take the the loaves and fishes and multiply them. Um, you know, we 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 seek first to do that which honors God, and everything after that, I think, is up to whatever God wants to do with that. Um, and so it's not the results aren't up to us. It's just up to what God is. And then you know, if something seems a little unfruitful, you know, maybe that might be an indication that we maybe God wants us to do something else, and that's cool. Uh, but uh, at the end of the day, we're just going to find whatever it is we can do to serve and uh, to love God and to love our neighbor in the process. And that's the only thing God ultimately calls all of us, I believe, to do. Not to have the necessarily the size of the scope of the dream, whether it's big or small, um, but to be transformed in the way we serve um, and who we serve and why we serve and what we do. Um, and and the rest, like that. well, you know, that's, that's up for God to supernaturally do something with. Good. We're talking with Jimmy Humphrey, Dreaming Small. You can find Jimmy Humphrey, his weekly podcast at jimmystable.com. So, uh, Jimmy, talk to us about that. I mean, podcast, uh, what made you kind of think, oh, yeah, I need to go out and do this? Uh, well, it was kind of something that uh, some friends just kind of encouraged me to do. They like, you know, we like some of the things you say. Um, and so we thought it would be really good to have a channel to say it. And so they kind of encouraged me about a year and a half ago. Uh, to start up a podcast, and it's Excellent. been a, a fun little venture. I didn't really have much knowledge of anything tech-savvy or, or you know, running soundboards or microphones or anything of that nature. Um, but I kind of just putzed around and found some things on the Internet, and, uh, you know, God's just been able to do some cool stuff through that, including cool. uh, putting me in contact with you guys. So Very nice. See, so what putzing around takes you to Pittsburgh. <laughs> We're having T-shirts made. <laughs> That's Absolutely. Good. That's fantastic. I love that. Yeah. Hey, Jimmy, thanks a lot. I mean, always a pleasure. Uh, really good to have you here with us today to share your thoughts about uh, Dreaming Small. Good stuff. Thanks for having me, John and Kathy. Our pleasure. Jimmy'sTable.com. That's where uh, Jimmy Humphrey is. Take a break. Come back. Um, hey, our, our weird Thanksgiving recipe contest is up and running. We'll uh, fill you in on the details about that in a few minutes. What if I told you you could save a child's life for just $28? Well, it's true. Preborn is a ministry doing just that with the help of people just like you. By offering free ultrasound sessions to pregnant women and girls who might otherwise choose to end their pregnancy. We know that pregnant girls and women who can see their babies on ultrasound are far more likely to choose life. Your gift today can save babies' lives. Just $28 can give a mother who is abortion-minded the chance to see the truth of the baby that is growing inside her. $140 can do that for five girls and women. And a $15,000 gift will provide an ultrasound machine that will save lives for years to come. Whether you want to save one baby or five or hundreds, that opportunity is just a phone call or click away. There's no better time than now to save a baby's life. And right now, your gift is matched dollar for dollar, doubling your impact. Call 833-850-BABY. That's 833-850-2229. Or give online at preborn.org slash radio. Still paying outrageous premiums for your health insurance? Or maybe you settled with a ministry plan, some short-term medical or limited benefit plan that lacks the coverage you need? This is Kathy Emmons for my friends at Marley Financial. Every agency offers the same stuff, well, except for Marley. Marley Financial now offers a unique ACA clone that looks, feels, and most importantly, acts just like a Blue Cross plan. In fact, it's even better. You can go to any hospital or facility anywhere in the country. They'll actually waive your deductible for inpatient and surgery. 
Does your plan do that? Plus, they can customize your plan to reduce your costs for the rest of your life. Contact Marley Financial today, 724-884-1496. You don't have to wait till open enrollment. 724-884-1496 or visit MarleyFG.com. Nobody does health insurance like Marley. 724-884-1496. Hi, I'm John Henney from Henney Jewelers. Since 1887, my family has helped people celebrate the most memorable moments in their lives. We are rooted in faith and commit to doing the right thing again and again. We believe in the covenant of marriage and use our to have and to hold program to encourage couples as they prepare to spend the rest of their lives together. Please stop into our Shadyside store to learn more or visit HennyJewelers.com. Henny Jewelers, your jewelers for life. When questions find you, Merrill Edge Self-Directed Investing has personalized tools and insights to help you find answers. Get started at MerrillEdge.com slash within reach. Merrill Lynch, Pierce, Fenner, and Smith Incorporated. Registered broker-dealer, member SIPC. This Movember, here's to the straggly mustaches, the lopsided ones, the oddly sexy ones, the itchy, patchy, raggedy ones, the peach fuzz ones, the hey, I look good with this ones, the scruffy ones, the black, blonde, red, and gray ones, the ones grown by dad, the ones grown for dad. They all raise awareness, raise funds, start conversations, and save lives. Because whatever you grow will save a bro. Learn more at Movember.com. High school girlfriend invited me to her house for Thanksgiving. And, you know, it's kind of awkward, it's kind of weird and exciting at the same time. And uh, for an appetizer, <laughs> they serve... They serve fried chicken livers. Oh, wow. Okay. They were deep fried chicken livers. Wow. And, and you know, you want to make a good impression on the, uh, right. on the uh-huh. uh, future in-laws or whoever they might be. I ate one of those things. I thought my head was going to explode. I mean, really, anything fried, you can sort of, you know, stomach, but man, yeah. fried chicken livers. And that was like a special Thanksgiving treat. So... I had to be like the Eddie Haskell disingenuous and, and sort of heap on the praises of the fried chicken livers. That's right. You got to just push that down oh, and smile the whole time. These are so good. Thank you for mm-hmm. inviting me. Truly, mm-hmm. I remember the first day I met my mother-in-law, she made a tomato aspic. Mm. You mm. know what a tomato aspic is? Yeah. It's yeah. not good. P- please describe it. Uh, it's a, it's a combination of lemon jello mm-hmm. uh, spices and ketchup. Yeah. <laughs> See, everything's good until you add the ketchup in there. Ketchup right? and jello should never ever be no, combined. That's not good. It doesn't matter what's happening. It shouldn't have it shouldn't no. You just right. have to say, I don't think. So we got a contest going here. Weird Thanksgiving recipes. You can find it at wordfm.com forward slash weird. And we're asking you to submit what you might consider your unusual thanksgiving recipe that you know appears on the table maybe once or twice a year for the holidays um if uh, we choose your recipe calf in her covid kitchen will make one or two of i'll make two recipes. Okay, i'm two. making two i'm making two because we have to pick the winner all right and then the winner of that gets a 100 dollars visa gift card which is very nice Mm-hmm. So send them. Come on, people. I mean, I'm ready to make these for crying. I'm ready to sort through a thousand yeah. of them. We want to hear from you. Go to wordfm.com forward slash weird, and you can send it snail mail or you can send it email, whatever it is. We want to get your weirdest Thanksgiving recipes. And I'm going to make them in my kitchen. Yeah, I appreciate the equal opportunity snail mail. I mean, do you think anyone's going to send anything through the snail I mail? I think there will be people who will really? use snail mail. Uh-huh. All right. Okay. 
Wouldn't it be nice to have like somebody like, remember like your mom had like little index cards with old recipes and they were always kind of stained because oh, yeah. mm-hmm. they'd been around, you know, those are like the tried and true things, right? Right. So maybe we'll get one of those. I would like to see one of those. Spilling the family secrets at the uh, dinner But I'm also table. happy to receive them by email. I don't care how I get them. Right. Wordfm.com forward slash weird. All right, that's our show today. Uh, of course, the podcast is up and running. At some point, I think in the very near future, we'll be back uh, broadcasting live on Facebook as well. Yeah, that's going to be happening soon. All right, I look forward to that. Okay, well, thanks as always for being with us, and uh, have yourself a great night. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group.